Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League Preview Show. It's a show that's running low on socks, but didn't get any for Christmas for the first time in about 20 years. FML. On today's part, we're looking ahead to City v Everton, a crucial meeting for both. Then extending our gaze to 2023, a year that promises much for some, but more misery for others. On which note, let's introduce our guests, a City fan and an Everton supporter. In the sky blue corner, we have, as always, the Christmas day to my December the 29th, it's Tom Young. In the royal blue corner, we're delighted to have back a friend who's quite ill right now. <laughs> and, a, and also a long-suffering toffee, Andy Smith. Hi, Andy. You well? You going to survive this pod? No, but I don't think so, mate. No. Um, <laughs> I've been in Everton. He's finally caught up with me. I think mate. he's finishing me off. <laughs> Evertonitis is, is, well, it's fatal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, no, mate. But you've been poorly over Christmas, haven't you? Yeah, mate, had the old man flu, mate. It's, really? uh, but uh, hey, at least we've got a, a New Year's Eve trip to Man City to cheer me up. <laughs> Have you got a ticket? Are you going? Am I? Am I buggery, mate? No, no, um, no mate. I am. Unfortunately, I'm not well enough to go. I didn't have a ticket anyway, but there has been a couple of spares come up, which I would normally would have been interested in. But no, the way yeah. I'm feeling at the moment, it'll be. Uh, I'll be watching it on some Iranian dodgy TV channel on Fraper. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd like to say that, you know, you certainly deserve a good game and a good result, but, you know, <laughs> I, I can't mm. very, in, I can't say that in all sincerity, given who you're playing. No, <laughs> I can't see it, mate. Um, Tom, you there? You okay? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, uh, I'm cracking on, getting on with a... Uh... With live post Christmas, which is always the worst time of the year, because you just Weird have to like, try yeah. and enjoy normal life again. When it's like, yeah, I've had a weekend of sat doing nothing, drinking far too much and eating far too much, and now I'm back in like normal life. So, but yeah, uh, helped by last night's performance from City. So yeah, cracking on. Yeah, it was, it was uh, three points so desperately needed. Um... Yeah, it's a weird kind of week, this. It's a weird few days, because half of people are going back to work, half still off. Um, you're plowing through the chocolates, but it doesn't feel like Christmas anymore. It is, it's a weird few days, this. And then, obviously, start looking ahead to New Year. Um, before we kind of look into City v Everton, um, another two goals for Erling the Inevitable last night. Um, it's just freakish yes I mean it's 20 league goals already he scored a goal every 59 minutes across all competitions this season I'll start with you Tom what what it's not normal is it it's really not and the thing is that anyone who watched the game last night will know he wasn't bang at it last night either no. in Haaland yeah. and he wasn't bang at it against Liverpool in the week uh, the week before sorry and he scored same against Girona in the pre in the pre second half of the season friendly and he scored and he's just at the minute he's kind of he's still got a bit of post World Cup rust on him he's not played for a while and yet despite that he's still scored three goals in two competitive games since since Manchester City returned to action and even we've seen it throughout the course of the season so far when when he plays well he scores goals when he doesn't play well he scores goals and it's like when is he not going to score goals there's, there's nothing to indicate that this rate of scoring is going to slow down it feels like eventually it has to, but mm, there's just nothing yeah. to suggest that it will do. And it's it's incredible because he's people you see people on Twitter and people on just on social media in general whinging about, well, all he does is scar tappings, this, that and the other. Who cares? Who cares how this man scores his goals? He's doing exactly what he's been brought into the team to do, and that's to 
be a target in the box and to finish chances that, that, that fall to his feet. He doesn't need to pick up the ball on the halfway line and dribble past mm. 10 men because we've got enough players sitting behind him who do exactly that anyway. So, as so long as he's putting the ball in the back of the net, why does anybody care how the ball finds its way to the back of the net? It's like, if I asked a builder to build me a house, I don't care how extravagantly he builds it, as long as I've got a house left at the, end of the <laughs> construction, you know what I mean? Like, his job is to build me a house. Erling Haaland's job is to score goals. It's it's ridiculous, but yeah, his, his rate of scoring is, is very, like, seldom seen in football in general, let alone the Premier League. So, yeah, I said on Twitter last night, for him to have scored 20 goals... In before the turn of the year, with a five six week World Cup break thrown in the mix, is almost unimaginable. And he's done it with with ease as well. He's not he's not struggled in doing it. And yeah, long may it continue. I'm just looking now to see who he's outscored in the Premier League. Um, so Southampton, Forest, Wolves, Everton, West Ham, mm. Bournemouth, Villa, Palace. And Chelsea, he scored more goals individually than Chelsea as a team, which is just... Um, Andy, this is an impossible question to answer, but just from your own personal kind of perspective, is it because he is a phenomenally good finisher or is it because he is phenomenally good at sensing, you know, kind of the opportunities, as it were, to put himself in the right positions at the right times? Is it a combination of everything? When you watch him, what sets him apart from other people? Because if you're casually watching him, he's not doing anything special. No, I think I think it's those two things that you've said there, coupled with the fact, obviously, he's playing in a fantastic Manchester yeah, City yeah. team. Um, but it's it's the fact that for a young lad who's everyone's been talking about for you know a good three or four years now. He's still got a fantastic work ethic and still got a, a massive desire to learn, um, which is, I think, what separates young talent that do get that do go on to fulfil it and some that fall away. Like Deli Alley's a prime example of one who had the world at his feet at a similar race to Erling Haaland. He rested on his laurels and now he can't get a game for Besiktas. Um, when you look at Erling Haaland, you can see that he just he's so hungry to learn and improve. Um, but he does, he has that that natural ability that you, you know, when I look back in like Premier League history, like when you saw Alan Shearer on a football pitch or Ruud van Nistelrooy on a football pitch, you could just tell they knew where to be. And if the ball was there, you just, you just think in your head already goal before the hit it. Yes. And that's, yeah. how, and, that, and that's how you feel watching Erling Haaland. Um, obviously you add into that, that he's playing in one of the, the, you know, the best teams that, you know, uh, in certainly in terms of league football that I think we've ever seen. Um, yeah, put all that together and uh, this is what you get. Tom, before he arrived, people were saying, OK, look at the amount of chances that City create. Look at, the you know, De Bruyne and, and the kind of chances he's going to put on a plate for Erling Garland. This lad's going to score, you know, an incredible amount of goals for City. And this is what's transpired, but... Okay, he will encounter a dip. You have to. It's that, that is inevitable. But what can be achieved by the end of this season? Um, could he smash all records? I, yeah, I think it's very likely that he does. And I, to be honest, I don't think he has to suffer a dip because, kind of similar to what I what I just said a minute ago, is that he's not been playing well. Yeah, he has not been playing good football early in Haaland. His touch has been off. He's he's sort of not been involved in the game as much as maybe he was at the start of the season. But he's still scoring goals. And as 
as long as he's fit and he's on the pitch, he's gonna continue to score goals. Like everyone, everyone says, and it seems implausible to think that a player can cannot suffer a, a drop in form and score less goals across the course of a season. But his drop in form we're seeing because he's not playing very well, but he's still scoring goals. So. I don't see so long as he's got De Bruyne and the De Bruyne's, your Foden's, your Bernardo's around him and fit and providing him with the with the service that he needs to score goals. I don't see there's there's a reason why he has to stop scoring at this rate. And I think it's highly likely that he that he shatters all sort of individual season goal scoring records that that we've seen in the Premier League over the past. I mean, what is he like three goals away from the top scorer record from last season? And he's only he's only played 14 games this season. <laughs> so, it's just absolutely unheard of like the, the rate in which a player has come to the league and just just he's still 40 away from Dixie Dean lads. Don't get too carried away. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You know, yeah. For, for, but the thing is is that I, I mean Let's be realistic. It's highly unlikely that Erling Haaland scores sixty goals this this season, but it's it's genuinely not impossible that it could. No, happen. no, I agree. Because it 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 won't. I, I mean, it won't happen. Or I'd be very very surprised if it did. But if there's ever a player who could do it, it's Erling Haaland in this Manchester City team because he's shown so far that he can just score goals and create so many chances. I think there'll be a game this season where we'll see him score five or six in a single game. And if he does that, say he scores six goals against, hopefully for your sake, not Everton at the weekend, but say, <laughs> for instance, he does, and he does score six goals against Everton, he's then got another, what, like 22 games to then only have to go and score another 15 goals. And he scored 40 goals in the season. So if he can have one game where he does really like take every chance that falls his way, then he's he's well on his way to scoring forty goals quite comfortably. So yeah, he, he he may well suffer a dip. He may well pick up an injury, but I think the injury is the only thing that stops him from breaking every record available to him this season. Because from what we've would, witnessed so far, there's nothing to suggest that he will. The only thing I would say is I think De Bruyne staying fit is key as well. Because yeah, yeah, just I only watched the first twenty minutes last night because it was kind of like. I'm going to the electric chair on Saturday. I don't need to watch <laughs> other people go into the electric chair, so I switched it off. But there was like, you know, he re like De, De Bruyne. What sets De Bruyne apart from everyone else is not only can he see the game quicker than everybody else, he can execute a ball. But Harlan knows that and trusts it already. And there was like one where literally the, the ball came to De Bruyne and he's taking it down out of nowhere. And he's about 40 yards from goal, but Haaland's already started his run into the box and the Bruyne is at this crossing, like as if he was like in the perfect position out wide, which he wasn't, but just with that wonderful technique he's got. And I think Haaland didn't quite get there to defend the defender away from a corner. But, you know, like De Bruyne knows he can do that because Haaland's going to react and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Haaland knows he can make that run early because De Bruyne's going to ping it. So, yeah. yeah, so I think for, for Haaland to have any chance of, you know, you know, setting something crazy. I think De Bruyne needs to equally stay lucky with injuries for for it to happen. I'll go along with that. And I think, sorry, just quickly, on on the back of that, I can't remember the exact number, but De Bruyne nearly broke. I think he he levelled Henri with the um, assists in a season record um, Hmm. during one of the COVID, I think it was was the COVID season. Um, And he's already on 10 assists in the Premier League this season, De Bruyne. And, I think the record was 20 assists in a season. I think that number rings a bell. Um, and yeah, so we, we may well see De Bruyne break, or could, could it's highly likely that we see De Bruyne break the record for most 
assist in a season by an individual as well as Haaland. And, and everyone was saying, will these two work together? Will they connect like Guardiola needs them to? And like, like, like's been said there, they're both so good at what they do and they both know that each other are so good at what they need them to do for them to be good at what they do that they just, it's like they just work perfectly together. And yeah. if the two of them stay fit, City break all sorts of goal scoring records this year. And I hope he does go on to set the assist record just because we all know anything that happened in COVID year doesn't really count. If you want to try, yeah, for yeah. example, a- doesn't really yeah. count. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I, hope, I hope he goes and breaks it on, on his own. You know, nothing, nothing counted that year, lads. What yeah, really brings it home to me about Erling Haaland and how freakish it is, and I'm sure this is a lot of people will be able to relate to this because I'm sure people have got you know wives or you know friends or sisters or whoever it may be who's not really into football. Um, and my wife isn't really into football. She just follows it, you know, to the extent of... Because I, I love City. Um, and so every time, if I say City won today, all right, what was the score? You know, 3-0. Who scored? Oh, Haaland got two. For example, every time, she's like, no, he, he can't have... He can't, he can't, <laughs> he can't be, have scored again. And, and the fact that it's like people who aren't particularly into football are just responding in that fa- fashion just really brings it home to me just how weird this is, what he's doing, just how you know far out this is because, you know, yeah, she's as perplexed and amazed as I am. And, um, yeah, it always kind of brings it home to me, that does, because every week I seem to say to her, you know, yeah, Harlan scored again twice. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't stop. And hopefully it never will. Um, let's look ahead to City Everton. Uh, this Saturday, um, and what Everton wouldn't give to have a finisher like Haaland in their ranks. Andy, so much of Everton's struggles this season have been attributed to their lack of firepower, with Calvert-Lewin unavailable. I myself went to Goodison on Boxing Day. Morpé is absolute rubbish, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, How big a factor has not having a centre-forward of genuine quality been to you this season? Yeah, definitely, mate. I mean, at the moment... Give give anything to have a, a goal scorer like Alfie Inger Harlan, let alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, yeah, mate, it's. Um, I think I I know Kevin Thaler gets uh, a lot of abuse on Twitter at the moment. People of the headline: We sold Brazil's number nine and replaced him with Neil Morpé, which you know, in the face of it, is kind of true, but not really. You know, the the idea was is obviously we missed Calvert Lewin a lot last season. The idea was his Calvert-Lewin would hopefully be fit all season. And Neil Morpé was for a relatively cheap option for someone who's proved that they can get you 10-12 goals a season. He's done that for the last three seasons at Brighton. For 15 million quid, whilst it is a hell of a lot of money in football in terms of these days, it's not a lot. He was brought in to be a backup to to Calvert Lewin, someone who you know, you know, play a few games when he's 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 injured, or but more than likely come off the bench last 20, 25 minutes, and that's what it is. He's somebody who can score a goal from like a half chance. He can nick a goal, you know, you know, the coin in the old face, fox in the box. But what he is is somebody who's someone who you can build your game around, which yeah, is yeah. obviously whatever and try and do um he's we're asking him to do something he's quite frankly not capable of so i have a little bit of sympathy in that way um but yeah january transfer window yet again is another big one for for everton if they if they don't want to be in the position that we were six seven months ago um they're gonna have to go out and buy a top class striker but more importantly they need to go and buy a top quality wide man because 
you know, all being well, that's where obviously Richarlison would have been playing last season with Calvert-Lewin up top. Uh, and now, you know, we've got Dwight McNeil. He's still very young, but not really um, done anything at Everton to suggest he's going to be a great signing. Uh, Damari Gray, who's got lots and lots of ability, but very little end product. Uh, and Anthony Gordon, who, to be quite honest with you, seems to believe his own hype more than any yeah. Everton fan does. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a young kid and he is, and he does have talent and, you know, he's not playing with, he's, he's not exactly playing in a strong attacking front three or front four. Um, but you can't have those options and want to be competitive in the Premier League. It's just, so yeah, they're going to need to go out and, uh, and spend some, spend some money and spend it very well. Uh, and hopefully in the early part of January and, and not at the end of the window, because, you know, another four, five, six games down the line where you could potentially be having these players in that can help you pick up valuable points. They're going to need to move and move fast, in my opinion. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.